Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. 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 Comic What it nerds. This is Mike. This is Bill. And this is the Comic Zone. We got Osh with us today. Welcome what? back, bro. It's yeah. been a little while. When, when was the last time we had you on? That was months ago, bro. Five, six Yeah, when was that? Well, you won the original longer. episodes. One yeah. of the original few. Yeah, it was. Well, like I said, welcome back, bro. This is... Uh, we're going to talk... Villains. Yeah, our top three villains. The villainy uh, of villainous. Yep. So, and that's from any genre, like whatever, right? Yep. That's what you said. It's hard to pick just three. I could do three in any one I'm genre. Just gonna... well, so I, I omitted an obvious one just because, because everybody knows, you know what I mean? It's just like I just had to not do that one just so it would give us something else too. Because I've probably one of us picked it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, for me, it's just it's he's always been my number one since I was like. Psh. So I just didn't do it. Who? Darth Vader. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I wasn't going to... Yeah, Darth Vader, he's been my hero literally since the first time I seen him choke a dude across the galaxy when I was like a little kid. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? He's like, yep, he's the one. That's my guy. That's why he had to make my pick. (laughs) How did he do that? With the force, bro. Yeah, but usually they can't just like grab shit across Uh, the galaxy, though. He can. He did. Yeah, it was like the meme when it's... You know, through he's the chosen Zoom. one, bro. Quit. He's the chosen yeah, he's, one. It's fine. Just stop. He's the one. He's the Goku of Star Wars. You know what I mean? It's just he's all the excuses. Yeah, he could you just don't, do whatever. Was, what? How did he do? Because he's Darth Vader, bro. Just quit. Okay. That's that's how. That's <laughs> there you go. Okay. And Fair ultimately, enough. I argue he brought balance to the Force mm. through his I mean, offspring. He, he did. I mean, well, just the the first original three. Well, multiple times he did. He he killed everybody to where there was only two on the Jedi and two on the Sith, and then yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. He kind he did it more than once. Yeah, because yeah. then he, well, did he when he killed Palpatine though, and he died. Well, I guess because Palpatine that, did like, super well, unbalanced. No, because that's a uh, uh, a J J Abrams uh, loophole. What? He was dead. And no, 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 back. no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the original. Well, he trilogy. okay. So originally, when when, yeah. when Palpatine, because who was left? Luke and Leia and, and no Sith. Oh, you're right. No, yeah, because Palpatine was still alive. Well, okay, but yeah, <laughs> no, I don't go. know. I just I, <laughs> I I enjoyed the new Star Wars movies just because of what they did for my heart. Just be, and, but what they did for the story was trash. The new shows are kind of like that. No, like you're, uh, you're well, no. Okay, so you loved Kenobi, like every last second of it? No, no. Uh, and there were definitely discrepancies, like we talked about on the Comic Zone, mm. on, the, on the Facebook page. You know what I mean? However, I wasn't completely disappointed. I'm more worried about Andor. Or what's it? Uh, yeah, well, I think Andor. that'll be like the sleeper. I don't know. It's like I, it's a gonna prequel be hard to, to Rogue One. It's going to be hard to top uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian to me. Yeah, true. In season two. Boba Fett didn't even do that. Boba Fett was sick, though. It was cool. And I never liked Boba Fett ever as being a Star Wars fan. Have never owned a shirt. I think I have maybe like one. I don't even know if I have an action figure. I got like a Pez. It's, if you think about it, it's kind of weird that he was even that big. Because like in the original movies, he didn't even have that big it was of a just, part. He was iconic. I think he the just symbol looked cool. of how he looked. Yeah. He just looked super cool. Yeah. And people like, their imaginations went, Whoa. Yeah. But then the books and shit, 
and they expanded on it See, in that. That's what, that that's was what Fobbs, he was always like harping on me hard because of the books. And, you never well, read the books? I don't like Boba Fett. I don't. No, no, not just any. Yeah, no, books. yeah, bro. You've read some? Yeah, okay. I've been reading since the EU. I just, okay. I don't, I've read like one uh, 501st Legion book. I don't, I don't really care about clones and commandos. I don't, I'm a force sensitive guy. So Sith and Jedi or Dark mm. Jedi or, you know, uh, the what are the witches on uh the witches of dathomir yeah isn't that what it is well then there you go then you know shit like that's what i i like stuff like that's cool to me that's why darth vader choking the dude across the galaxy that's why he's been my hero since i was seven that's why the darth bane trilogy is so great because you get like a different perspective and it's like all from the dark side's point of view and then you see Jedi, but then he just fucking super wrecks everybody, everyone. Yeah, it's he. You should read those books. Bill. They're, they're on audio tape or audio book. I've listened to them twice, and I've read them the whole trilogy also twice. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, since we're not including Darth Vader, okay. So we're gonna, we're gonna start <laughs> well, with up. me then. We're gonna start well, with me. Hold up. So, so we, we're yeah. doing three top three villains. But before we do that, we're going to do a quick... Yeah, let's do, do a, a quick uh, check, check this, this shit out. Yep. Each week, bringing cool stuff that's worth checking out. Which, by the way, our new episode of Dragon D's Balls is out now um, for Dragon Ball Super Superhero, the new uh, movie. So go check that out. What did you think over it? No spoilers. Uh, it's great. Well, there's tons of spoilers in the episode, so if you haven't uh, seen the movie, don't don't listen until you do see it. Do. But my overall, I'm such a fucking drag uh, Dragon Ball nerd that it was a it was I was just happy to be there in the theater watching a Dragon Ball movie. I was just like a little kid, super excited. Did the crowd? It was amazing. I loved afterwards. everything. Huh? Did they clap afterwards? No. Did they clap no. during? I did. When I went to see, when I seen Revenge of the Sith, I was like, it was like a play, like a live play well, to me the whole time. I'm like cheering. Everybody's yelling. like with me, and I'm like poking people. I'm like, oh, I could see shit coming, and I'm like, oh, trying to tell oh, everybody. Oh, oh, oh yeah. here it comes, here it comes. And they're like, dude, fucking like, <laughs> let me watch okay, Mosca. Like they know too, but I'm like, oh shit. Like uh, when I went to see. Revenge of the Sith was the same way. Bro, I, I was losing my mind that whole movie. I went and seen it for a whole week straight. I took my girlfriend to see it for her birthday. <laughs> she hated me. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. She, she's like, you go on your own. No, I literally yeah. seen it two nights in a row before that. And so I'm assuming she thought like I was going to, I was sick of it. I was going to take her to something else. Fuck no. <laughs> so have you seen the new She-Hulk? I haven't. No, I haven't taken time yet. I've barely even made it through any of the Marvel shows yet. I haven't seen Moon Knight yet either. So I watched it and... It's very much in par with everything you're getting from Disney, the the punchline, the humor. Uh, it's all few, the same. And then the only thing is talking about when Captain Rogers lost his virginity. Uh, See, I, I, mean, I like when Disney has gone dark. Also, you know what I mean. Like that's why I, when Disney first bought Star Wars, I'm sitting here freaking out on Fobbs, who's in the break room, and I was so excited, and he's all butt hurt, and uh, I'm like, bro, have you seen any of the Pirates movies? Like. Star Wars is going to be so visually amazing. Like I was so excited, and they they are they are yeah yeah they're dope. Visually, there's there's more species just roaming around than just you know a Twi'lek and some cheesy robots and you know what I mean guys yeah. with masks and yeah. the effects in Sandman, which is also one of the things to check out on uh, Netflix, is worth it. So Neil Gaiman's Sandman, 
as a TV episodic show. Huh. My, uh, so each update, episode is have, like a different uh, character because the first one's kind of about the origins of Sandman, very true to the comic. And then the next one was a different character and then Lucifer and then Constantine or Constantine. Nice. Uh, by the way, there's a, supposedly a new Constantine coming, like uh, Keanu Reeves. So Constantine too. So uh, uh, Sandman, I've I don't know how listened to is. the first book. And I'm like halfway through the second book. Those are dark. Yes. Bro. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you were talking about that a while back. So it's DC Warner Brothers. That was the interesting thing. It was produced by Warner Brothers. So DC and Warner Brothers together is putting out Sandman, which I was glad it wasn't Sony just from Morbius and another thing. Which show is better? Sandman. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of it. And some of it was a little disappointing because it was like, yes, I already know this story, but the twists that they made in different character changes were really good. Like they made a lot of the characters cast them from females instead of like a males that they were dominated in the comic book. So a little bit more liberal that way, but I thought it was a good twist and still true to its original form to the T. See, I wasn't, I had zero knowledge on Sandman before I, Listen to the audio book. So like the character um, Desire is neither male nor female. Mm-hmm. It's both. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, you know, I haven't got to that so say, in the comic, the, in the, the show books, yet. The books follow uh, the Dream Master. I forget his name right now. But uh, the guy who controls everybody's dreams and he ends Morbius. up. Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah. Is it Morpheus? It's Morpheus, I'm, not I'm, Morbius. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Di- yes. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it follows him through the books, and Lord it's, of it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So, we're, we're, so you, were you not a fan of She-Hulk then? You didn't like it? Is that what you're saying? Or it's just I, like I very it. on par, like it was, with it's what they've gum. been doing. It's bubble. If you want a good bubble gum show that you don't have to think much, it's entertaining. You got a little action, a little comedy, a little this. But it's not giving you. Is it giving you Easter eggs left and right to blow your mind? I don't know enough. Not that I've noticed, but I don't always notice that in the first go round. So see, I always watch something and go straight to YouTube and watch all the reviews because yeah, yeah, dorks like us are dorkier. Already got (laughs) stuff out on. I wasn't that invested in it yet. Maybe you know, you know, a few episodes in. You know, and it's worth talking about, but yeah, like when Han, when Hans, or when Solo came out, I went and seen it. I think maybe four times in the theater, but I kept seeing it because I'd go back and watch something on YouTube or review, and it would point out all these crazy Easter eggs. So I had to go back and actually see it. Did you so you loved that movie? Uh, I like a few things that they did, but it was more like what he said. It was kind of cheesy and kind of bubblegum to me. But I like a few things that they did. I, I really lo- did. I like. I just love Star Wars. Bro. I liked Lando. I and man, it, yeah, oh my god, he did such a good part. job. He killed it. He did such a good job. The Calrissian oh Chron- when he's goodness. like kicked back in the ship or like recording his oh journal. Man, he the Calrissian it. Chronicles. That shit was great. That I thought it was an awesome movie. So how are we gonna do Off the, the wall? Yeah. So the top threes. Are we did you have anything one, left? One each? Did you have anything left before we jump in? No, that was all the, the. Okay, so yeah, first we'll start with you and your number. Three, my number three. It doesn't have to be in whatever order you want. Okay, dealer's oh, choice. Yeah, it doesn't have to be even in. Well, let me order. let me look real quick so I, maybe I can save the bombshell for last one that nobody oh, expects. Do you got a bombshell noise? Wario. 
Wario is the best villain. First, you I want what? to mention yeah. what I think a good villain is. is okay, yeah. It, well, that's what I was going to want to discuss also is because villain is literally perspective. Yeah, it totally. Is. I, was Thanos the villain to himself? No. Well, maybe a little. No, he wasn't because I read his book. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he definitely he's, he's definitely, he was the hero of his story. It depends story. on which Thanos you're talking about. The one from the comics? No. I, I read his book, whatever uh, uh, Marvel has recently put out. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty. It's like his origin story. Okay. Yeah. Oh, for the MCU origin. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's pretty tight. No, oh, that's something. But like what I was saying, like you know, I hate to cut you off about what it, what a villain is, but to me, villain is perspective because Darth Vader is technically classically a villain, but to mm-hmm. me, he is he overthrew the whole galaxy for love. Is he really a bad guy? And I think so, an well, important so... part of the journey is that it, you wouldn't have a hero if it wasn't for a villain. You need that, and I like the like more of a word of nemesis or kind of conflict is a better way of kind of look at uh, from a literary standpoint and analyzing the different kind of heroes and I villains. Remember, I don't remember when it was, if it was in a comic or a book or maybe even an animated film, but the Joker, maybe it was a killing joke, but the Joker told Batman, like, we can't exist without each other. Yep. There's, there's yeah. been several. Oh, uh, yeah. Even in the movies, he said that. It's yeah. like, I don't want to kill you. Yeah. He's like, you serious? Yeah. Like, or the... I, I, I am not complete without you. Yep. Bro, like, literally he... in life, that's happened to me. People like... The way I grew up was different. I'm not going to get into that on this, but I'd spent a lot of energy and time hating certain people. And one of these dudes was killed by the cops and I cried. It fucked me up because yeah. I had spent a lot of effort and energy and emotion like on this hating person. Him. Yeah. And like, and really, and, and really we were very similar. Like maybe if we had come to, to, you know, to some kind of understanding as people, we probably would have been really good friends because we were a lot very similar, but we were just young. And I think that's what makes like a good hero villain like nemesis dynamic is like when you have like charles xavier and magneto, magneto. See? And, and like man joker and you blur the lines of like what's morally okay and what isn't like so you're like so magneto you could totally well every quote you can totally villain has a reason that's driving him to do the things that he's doing which are morally justified to him the villain's the one that's willing to understandable and relatable i think like that's what i think makes joker great is you can relate to the madness to a certain degree that's why i left thanos that and a lot of understand but a good villain uh they are relatable like you can yeah you can totally get where they're coming from and then you almost don't even agree with what the the hero is like you so like a good villain makes you question you can which you side can sympathize with the villain if he's a good villain yeah it makes you if question. He's a classically quote unquote like what you literary good villain then like yeah. good example captain america and the winter or what was it uh the falcon and the winter soldier yeah it was... it's like that that show made you question whose side you were on it's like, oh, well, they're kind of got a point. Bo- the Book of Boba but literally like, did that for that whole entire show. They're yeah. showing why the bad guy is not so a bad guy. I think that's what makes a really good villain. But like also, I mean, you can, you're saying you guys could relate to what the Joker's saying or you just love the madness of it? No, you can, I can relate. I can relate to the madness. That's also a great formula for a villain. Like somebody you where you're like, wow, that's like extreme as fuck. And they're like a... Right, so a homicidal maniac, 
So what's your first pick then? Oh, what's okay. the, who's So I'm going to start at the bottom. So I'm going to start at the bottom and I'm going to go with one that I doubt very many people have like great knowledge of, so that's why I want to go first with it. Um Lestat the Vampire. Mm. So I've listened that to nice. or not listened to. I've read uh The Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. So I've read Lestat's entire I read that all that recently too. Um, bro, they're literally my favorite books that I've ever read. Anne Rice is my favorite author of the thousands of books I've read in my life. She's, it's poetry, like moving She's, poetry. It's dude, phenomenal. I have said the same thing. The way she describes the world around them is like. She's some, a little too homoerotic for me. Yeah, so but. No, the way she describes like, the yeah, the way she describes the world around them. And it's, it is like poetry. Yeah, it, it's amazing. I love it. She's literally my the way she can ever. like string shit together and describe shit so eloquently. It's like incredible. Yeah, I used to read it, fall asleep reading her books, and I would my dreams would be narrated with like the most phenomenal and, words that there were. Everything I did in my dream was narrated. It and, was crazy. And the stats interesting because he's not like so when you watch the movie. Gay. You get the, so yeah, stupid when you when you watch the movie. You get the sense that he is just an evil fuck. I think he, he uh, they tried he, to, because in the books, he's like the spoiled prince vampire. Yeah. But he was also a badass who went through tons of trials and tribulations, and they didn't relate that in the movies. And so he's another one that kind of blurs the lines of like who's... No, he's a bad guy. He's totally a bad guy, but yeah. you can sympathize with I him can't. at no, points. No, no. He's, like, he's all out, out of survival. He honestly like... I don't know what it is. Honestly, he like, to me, it seems like, I mean, if you read the books, obviously there's like a, a fate or destiny for him or whatever. But like reading the books, just from my perspective, it's kind of like he almost stumbles onto all these great things that happen to him. But he's also that survival. He's also that guy that sees the fucking bullshit and everything that like all the other vampires stand for. But it and took him like, forever to do that. But it's because he, of the way he became a vampire, he wasn't like made in a coven or, you know, traditionally he was made. He joined uh, a coven Mag, though. But Mag, Magnus, I think was a dude who made him into a vampire. Marcus? No. Wasn't it Marcus? No. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, I know which one you're but talking about. He, he made literally. He's the one who him. got buried in the ice. No, he right? burned himself. He he made van, uh, oh, Lestat yeah. and oh, then yeah. fucking jumped into the fire. Didn't teach Lestat anything. Didn't even tell him he was going to be a vampire. I nothing. remember. I he remember. Just became one and yeah. then was like a, a vampire orphan child, yeah. basically. I mean, he was like a grown man, but in the sense of an orphan, like left on your own with no one to teach you and yeah, you don't he, know like, anything. Like, and Like he kidnaps him yep. and then like turns him and then like before he... Like, as he turns, he, like, forms this, like, crazy attachment to this guy, and he's, like, crying as he burns himself. So, uh... It's fucking... It's pretty weird. I picked Lestat for my first one just because there... It's, it's you know, chronicled. It's, like, very long and lengthy, and, you know, he does all these things. He switches uh, souls into a different body with the, the, uh, the soul thief, and, uh... He kills the queen of the damned and becomes the most powerful being. Essentially, I was gonna mention. the devil recruits him to to recruit more uh, souls into hell than God. Like he's supreme. That's what I was gonna mention. Like any great villain, he gains power. Like yeah, Lestat a, levels up nonstop. Like he he just gains more and more power. So he he goes. makes it so that he can walk in the day. He can fly and like 
directly like you know when the sun's out and it doesn't do anything like he he's just all powerful is like the only way to describe how he becomes ultimately he becomes a god yeah essentially yeah yeah so he was my first pick just because like what i said i I just don't think a lot of people that's surprising me you know that you read the books so that's super. yeah they're great they're amazing they're super good if you haven't read any of those i mean just read the first book and you'll be like i stumbled onto him when i was on my way to prison i came across a the Vampire Lestat was the first one I read. Then I had to go back and read Interview, and then I went and finished the... You remember series. that shitty band, The Savage Garden? From yeah, the 90s? Yeah, name sounds familiar. Yeah. You're from the 90s. That's a line from those books. It's like she, uh, Lestat in his mind would describe the world as a savage garden. Huh. And that's where they got their name from. Just a fun fact. Nice. <laughs> nice. Cause I heard Lestat, he like gets all depressed and don't want to eat and well, yeah, he goes into hibernation and yeah. all all vampires, if they live long enough, do it. And he actually did it sooner than most. And then he woke up later and did the whole uh, rock star rock star thing, and that's what I was talking about is him like trying to change things up. And you can totally relate with that, though, Or was right? he just trying to it's piss like, people off? That's what he's just a that, rebel. He, and, he's just and that, a rebel. He's just trying to... And that, yeah. too. He, he was literally just trying to make people... He wanted to shit in the fucking or, punch bowl yeah. and, you know... Yeah, go against the grain. That's what his whole That's what I mean, world. and anybody can relate with that. You don't want to just go with the flow all the time. And, like, he just wanted to fuck with the hypocrisy of it all. Yeah, yeah, I like I I and, didn't and, like Lestat, but like what you said, you know, a good I think a good villain can make you hate him and like him at the same time. And that's the important distinction is like you have to not like him a little. Like that was what I was going to say about like what makes a good villain is like or makes them the villain is like they you can probably relate to their motivation, but the lines that they cross to get what they want, you know, that's where the evil is. So who's your first villain? <clears throat> I'm going to go with uh, Apocalypse from the X-Men. And he's probably my favorite, like, comic book villain ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's I think it's because, you know, I when I finally started picking up comic books... And reading actual runs. Because I'd read like older comics in the past and whatnot. But I didn't read like any current shit. But I picked up when I was a kid. The Age of Apocalypse. And like it was like the Amazing X-Men. Like number three or whatever from that run. And like that just really stuck with me. And he's always been my favorite. Uh, And. What makes him a good villain? Compared to somebody else. A lot of the things that we've already mentioned, maybe not the... To you, though, specifically about... Uh, not. I'm saying, like, a lot of those things, but you can't, like, agree with his motivations. But like, we're he, asking he's specifically... Like, he's literally, like... What makes him a good villain is he is everlasting. And, like, on... Changing, never changing, he's eternal, so he is always a threat. And always 
he's unshifting and also the, That's the ultimate challenge yeah like he's ne- like One even off. when you beat him he's never gone the and then he's, aspect and then when he as he comes back like we said he he's always stronger the next time and it's uh, uh there's another guy on my list that um i can describe better why i like him i think i like apocalypse more be for nostalgic reasons and just like reading those runs and seeing how powerful he was, um, the things that he could accomplish, and yeah, he's just that ultimate threat. And I, um, if done right in the movies, he could be the same level threat as a uh, Thanos or worse, because he's not out to he's out to rule everything, right? He's that guy, mm-hmm. like he wants to dominate and rule. And rule over a planet where uh, survival of the fittest, you know, that's his like creed and like he lives by that. Like if you aren't strong enough, you will not survive. And that's... uh, So does he want to be the only being, period? No. He wants to... So is he going to like sit on a throne and let everybody else fight for scraps? He will sit on a throne of, of bones and ashes if he has to, to see... The survival, like the strong survive. And, and what's his end game, though? I, I'm not a, a Apocalypse fan, so I need to know. The, in the Age of Apocalypse, his goal was to rule, you know, over... Like, he had... He was working on dominating the entire planet. Um, he had dominated all of the United States. And then he had his four horsemen that uh, ruled over, like, sectors of... Like, so he sectioned off parts of the United States and, like, each one of those were, like, his dukes or whatever, right? Like, they would rule over those sections. So it was essentially... So like, it was a kingdom, or okay, so he was an like empi- empire, empire status. Like, but what, like conquer and then just let them do their thing, but he, I'm your emperor status? I think he would also be happy to see everything burn, though, if that's where survival of the fittest led. See, because if he's all-powerful and nothing can kill him then that's why i'm asking like what's his end game like what's it's just if he just wants to kill everything like in star wars there's there's sith like that that literally wipe out whole planets you know what i mean but they do it that's a good it's a good question yeah it's a good question i don't think since he is immortal and you have to think in those terms is like how would you think like lestat and like Anne Rice's books describe like the way an immortal would think. I think if I was like, immortal, uh, really I would well. just want to comfortably exist forever rather than... You because, think that. But, but, well, but what's the... What's you the, think that until you Because if nothing can kill you and you can kill everything, then you can literally just kill everything. And then what's the end game? Well, You're he's not like all-powerful in the sense that he could uh, wipe out reality. I mean, I'm sure he could. But I'm talking about living beings on the planet, right? Right. He would have... I don't know. Like, it's a... It's, Good question. Okay. I was just curious. Like I said, I'm not an apocalypse guy, so I don't really so, know. His how did the character different between the movie and the comics? He was obviously less powerful, but that's like a movie downscale thing. I think that happens to every character. Take, um, too, and take then, too much time to explain the whole thing. I out. only saw the movie once because, you know, the X-Men movies lost me after a while. I was just like, I don't. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, I, I like some. But not all. But I'm not going to trash them because the X-Men are my favorite Marvel before the MCU came out. 
Yeah. Well, uh, Spider-Man 2. No? You didn't like Blade? Uh... I mean, when the movie came out, but I can't say I've ever read a Blade comic. What about Howard that's, the Duck? That's true. Absolutely <laughs> that's a not. good point. That's a good point. I don't think I ever have read a Blade comic. But the movies, yeah, the movies were awesome. Have you? Nope. Really? Well, that that doesn't say much. Maybe but I should... liked X-Men way before Blade came out, so that's the yeah, reason why. That's true. That's I've, a good point. I've been a fucking and Magneto so... fan since a little guy, too. That's why one day I was like, man, how come all my heroes are always the bad guys? Because they're, like, Magneto makes sense... I mean, that guy's probably the most relatable. Yeah, guy. honestly. And hopefully he's not. But that's how is, I feel about Darth Vader, Is he on Vader anybody's too. list? No, not on my own. Oh, no. Almost. No? Almost. Well, Hon- Honorable mention, then? He was definitely an honorable mention. It was, and I think I went with the classic picks all, all, all in all. But, yeah, I mean, because he, he, and also didn't he somewhat represent um, Malcolm X versus yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Martin King. Luther King yeah. and those those main philosophies. And that's, and that's what I was going to say is like the X-Men, the Magneto especially, he's like that Malcolm X, so he's hyper-relatable, right, in like many ways. It's like so, we are the new gods. It's like, you know, or oh, I love that one line in the movie. It's like it's they've like been doing this, this to us this whole time. Like it's, it's our turn, you yep. know, that mentality. Right, well, and it's like, you can agree with their anger and like that, but like the lines that they cross to achieve their means, you know, isn't that's what like somebody like Magneto, that's what makes him the villain. And it's almost like political, like nation states mm-hmm. kind of war type tactics too, which I think kind of gave it that kind of like cat and mouse ish, you know, flavor. And I honestly think a lot of uh, writers or creators pull from more elements because star wars is straight world war ii inspired from top to bottom you know what i mean so well and you got to look at all a lot of villains is like anakin if he or like any villain like there's a fork in the road where they take one path or the other they kill their heroes yeah the last tie to uh, their humanity i was extremely upset when kylo ren didn't kill his mom R.I.P. Carrie Fisher, I love you. But in the movies, yeah, I was because all the books, uh, Sith have to destroy everything that means anything to him. I named my daughter Ayla Elena, and Elena Daru was a Darth Malgus's uh, Twi'lek slave that he killed because he realized she was the only thing stopping him from achieving everything that he wanted I to. Think I remember, what book was that? The one with Darth Malgus, where they they sacked the Jedi Temple, him and her. I was mean, that the with assistance? Was that the Darth Revan book? Mm-mm. Uh, what was the name of it? I can't remember like the name. Rev- it was, Darth Malgus was the main character. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. So who's who is your? So yeah, so you're up now. So when when we t- start looking at villains, I kind of have to think about the different kind of like man versus humanity, or or like man versus a character versus character. Sorry, man or woman, whatever. But uh. I like the characters where it's like them versus themselves. So one of my top favorite villains is the symbiote suit when it attaches to Spider-Man. So that conflict, that fighting within himself, you even saw it in some later Venoms where he's fighting. Bully Bully McGuire is your... Not that movie, no. Fuck (laughs) that. Except for Sandman. Sandman was good. But yeah, the rest of that movie was trash. I think in like Donny Cates' recent run of Venom, he did the same kind of thing where it's that nature, you know, that that yin and yang. So for that, that was one of my 
top favorite villains and not just the original story, but some of the later storylines. Like there's a, I was going to say, I don't know anything about that either. So the, uh, uh, it's a chip Zardesky, the uh, spider shadow. So it's a five issue book where it's It's a great run of books. It's, it's, one of the best things of, of the last two two years as far as comics, because it's a short, complete story from start to finish. So I was gonna say if what you wanted Peter to read it, like it's, trade it's paperback or small, digital of small and digestible, it's what, like five issues? Yeah. Yeah. So if Peter Parker kept the symbiote and continued and became a bad guy, like vicious like What's it called? I'm gonna look it up right now. Spider Shadow. It's great. Spider Man's Spider Shadow. Let me yeah, make sure I, I fuck up words all the time, so I should probably fact check that. But uh, that is my first, and also Venom becomes one of my favorite villains too. So, but I'd go with the original and the origins with Spider Man for for that's, my first. Pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. Um. So, like, getting into like that, you know, what made him a good villain? Just the so you're talking about. Um, just to that in, internal battle, correct. And and it, we see this a lot too. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head now, but yeah, th- those internal battles of, of themselves, or even stories of growth in that same kind of na- nature, you know. Because I think even like if you analyze a book, hero and villain, as all coming from one source of as the writer that those battles are actually happening in their own head. And, you know, the, the, the yang and the yang, even if they're separate characters or one character is, who is another one? I mean, I guess oh, I got my, that's like guess, the per, literally yeah. the perfect segue. Okay. Into my yeah. yeah number go, two. go, go, go. Nero. My number two is Tyler Durden. Oh yeah. I read the book and I've watched that movie a million times. It's it's my second favorite movie of all time. My first favorite movie of all time is Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, because you don't get his like original name. Yeah, no. It it it's the book is the book is amazing. I I just finished it probably like a month ago, but uh, yeah, I've been obsessed with Fight Club since 1999. Yeah, Fight Club's dope. So Um, did it come out in 2000? Either way, I remember it was. I lived in Billings on. New Year's of 2000, so it was literally like in that time frame sometime, but it's been... I listened to a whole, like, fucking, this whole, like, it was a pretty long, like, drawn-out explanation about um, that whole fucking, like, what, just the whole thing, just like, it was a whole podcast about... The book's a little bit deeper than the movie, obviously, but... Yeah, but they were talking about... um, he was like, uh, it's been too long since I listened to it. Damn it. But that he's an interesting villain because, uh, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's like the Joker, just chaos, organized chaos. Yeah. But then his other, like more chill side, he doesn't even realize that. Well, he's a paranoid schizophrenic. Bro. And th- But you know, you can also have that same dynamic. And go the other way, like with Moon Knight. See, I haven't made it to Moon Knight yet, so... That's... You should... It's... The show... You know, is whatever. It's it's okay. But, like... It's, uh, got, it's, it's flat in the middle. Okay. But the... You, but, the, like, it's the worth actual, the ride. Moon Knight and, like, the comics and shit, he's great. Okay. Yeah, I've That's just... Totally so- Tyler Durden, because... Uh, like, the organized chaos. I've always... That... 
just organization period to be able to achieve these great things, whether, you know, perspective wise, good or bad to be able to achieve them. And then not only that, this is the thing that I've always loved about rock bands is to get multiple people to do all these great things in unison to create something. That's, that's what I loved about, about Tyler Durden. And not only that, he was tricking himself the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? He was so badass that he didn't even know he was doing it. So it's, I just, I, I love the perspective. I love the realization. Um, I love the, the resolution. You know what I mean? All of it. I, I front to back. I just so like what that. his motivation, right? Was just like his end game was to like restart to so, get rid of corporations yeah, and society. financial debt. And yeah, to make everybody, you know, the, the Bill, Bill Gates is mm-hmm. equal to you now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the classic eat the rich and the way, solution. And the way he built his army by starting a, the fight club and then creating rules, which, by the way, you said it's he wants chaos. So to form rules in the first place would seem to be... Contra- Organized chaos. Would seem to be contradictory to what he wants. But when you think about it, he wants to teach people to break rules. So... The right way. Uh, yeah. So when he says... You, don't the first two rules of fight club are don't talk about fight not club. even that bro like with the, but so he wants so, them but you know and he's, he's teaching saying, dude how to make bombs just you know offhand just randomly my, saying it my point is he's like telling them to not do this because he wants them to break that rule and tell people like he's teaching them to break human rules. nature he's teach yeah he's teaching them to embrace that it's like fucking, uh, sometimes you know, the, they don't remember the yelling in the room, but the whisper. Yeah. Right. right. So, yeah, he's he that's my second favorite movie of all time. It's my he's so he's my number two guy right there. I went with my my favorite book villain. And he he got what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's well, one of not the, only, he's a villain who he won twice, bro. He won twice. Tyler Durden won. And then who the real version of him. Killed Tyler Durden, yeah, so once, he also won. Once, and he got the girl. Yeah, once he didn't need Tyler anymore, he got rid of him. Yeah. He's like, he and got, he got the girl. Yeah. Like, so he's one of the guys that actually won yeah. in the end. I love it when the bad guy wins. But he didn't. <laughs> who was the hero? Him. There never was. He was. Well, speaking of internal battle. He stopped, he stopped the villain, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was the, the hero. Hero so and speak, the villain. So speaking of internal battle, yeah. he. Yeah. They both won. There yeah. You like you said, the villain and the hero won. Very rare example of that. Hmm. Blade Runner? No. The... Blade Runner. Blade Runner. I think at the end it twists who the hero is and who the villain is. Oh. Well, that's like a classic thing in like The Godfather kind of does that too. Any the good, great the good guy is a bad guy. That's what we keep coming back to. The Any twists, great the, villain, the dynamics. It's not just once when the lines madness. are blurred on, like because that's real life, dude. Like, but how is there even lines? It's like it's layers, that's bro. What I, yeah, yeah, it's I mean, not even lines. It's like life exists in a, a in a spectrum of all kinds. Like so, like what's good and what's bad is just like you said, a point of perspective. Perspective. I, this is one thing that I learned when I started studying philosophy when I was in prison. And the first prime example that I had of it was, and you know, no knock to anybody from any other culture, but I started noticing most of the illegal immigrants 
were sex offenders, not like rape or molestation, but always like uh, indecent acts with a with a teenage girl, 16, 17, like that, always, always. Like, and it wasn't, you know, a majority, but a, a pretty big percentage, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Enough to make it noticeable, but it's because culturally, other cultures, the women are women at a younger age than they are legally in the United States. Yeah. In Mexico, yeah, I mean, we know what they are here at Quinceanera because we all have a Mexican friend somewhere. But in Mexico, that's literally, that's like the girl's 18th birthday in Mexico equivalent. So like essentially. She's 15. She's turning 15. Yeah. Essentially, you're talking about just like. She's becoming a woman right there. From their perspective, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, bro, if you ever been to like a Mexican dance, I don't know if you ever have, bro, but that's, Uh, that's kind of like what the dynamic is, bro. Extremely young female, 30s plus male. Well, I mean, that's the way. I mean, that's how well, how that's human way, history was. Yeah, that's for a the way long it's time. been. Like Elvis married his young ass cousin or whatever. But that's that's different because when we were in, but that's like in the fifties. It was cool still. No, it wasn't cool still. He was just rich and famous. No, people did that. Though. That wasn't like a regular thing, bro. At by the fifties, like Mar- it wasn't. So you're talking about like uh, uh, monarchs. You know, that was an extremely regular okay, thing. Okay, well, either way. Yeah, the point is, I agree. I agree. Like there are that, a lot of things that we could talk about that it's used not, to be a regular thing for thousands of years of human history that are not right. You know what I mean? That was my point. I agree. I understand your it's point. It's like uh, fuck Elvis. He was yeah. a pedophile. No, I'm not saying I like him. You're not wrong. I'm not saying I like the guy. Definitely yeah. not. No. Yeah. No. I condone zero pedophilia, and he was that. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, what's your number two? What's your next pick? Number two. Well, my number one's Elvis. No, I'm just talking shit. I'm just, I'm just talking shit. Yeah. You, you promised a twist and delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump. No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. Oh, Keep going. Uh, Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. And I know Dragon zero Ball Z. about Dragon Ball Z either. I missed anime by like a year. It's, it became cool like the year I started caring about girls. I think it was music for me. Frieza is um, like so. His motivation: he rules over a massive uh, galactic empire, um, and just subjugates worlds, uh, wipes out a whole. So he he wipes out whole races of people and resells planets, basically on the galactic mar- market Damn. for a profit. And he's got a whole army that does that. So there are people that buy planets in Dragon Ball? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty fucked up. Like that whole thing. But that's what makes him so evil. Like he's a guy who is not relatable by any means. He's just pure evil. Yeah, Somebody he's, to hate. He's, yeah. He's, but for whatever reason, it makes him like so many people love him just because he is so evil. But also you have to take him consideration the aesthetic of the show and like the comedy of the show and which we could get all into which we do in our other episodes by the way shameless plug on dragon d's balls but um you know he's also motivated by um the fact that looks like a gray alien there there are other people yeah there are other okay okay 
there are other people that are stronger than him, like Goku and Vegeta, and then like when he fights one of them, they make him exert himself, and that pisses him off because he feels like he is above everyone and everything. He's just like a super, super evil fucker, and like he's amazing, and I love him. Nice. He's one of my favorite, and my favorite villain in all of Dragon Ball, and he's one of my favorites. Period. We actually did an episode of the show with uh, Chelsea on Dragon D's Balls uh, where we talked about the Frieza saga. I think that was episode six. So one after the most recent. Or no, one before. Any, meeny, miny, mo. Yep. <clears throat> but also he is um, one of the characters that was like he's... Originally, he had never, like, trained a day in his life, but he was also one of the most powerful people in Dragon Ball, like, at least at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, or, like, he's one of the, he's the first major villain. So, is it safe to say that if he had had training, he would be more powerful? that's where I'm I'm going, is, like, uh, after all that, and he died for a while, got brought back, um, and then... He's the Kylo Ren of Dragon Ball? Uh, well, lots of people get brought back to life. No, I'm but saying he, like uh, he could have been more powerful if he had been trained more. <laughs> yeah. No, but so he does train more. And actually recently in the manga, um, he's reached a level that's like stronger than most of the gods. And he one shots Goku and Vegeta and they're ultra instinct and ultra ego forms which you guys don't know much about but i mean uh that's pretty big deal because those are god level forms nice so they are on the level of gods and he's still so there are also gods in dragon ball oh yeah huh this is literally the first time i've it my interest has ever been peaked ever that's a great show yeah i'm 35 years old i've never cared once and this is the first time i've ever Asked a question. It's my favorite shit huh. in the whole world, next to Star Wars. I mean, I've loved Star Wars for a really long time, too. Yeah, I'm Star Wars and football all day is my favorite thing. So, oh, yeah. so I got to jump in with my number two then, since okay. we've already kind of touched on a little bit. Had to be Darth Vader. Oh. <laughs> and one fun fact is that he's also been the most, not surprising, is the most profitable Star Wars character ever, too. When you look as far as merchandising, Bro, you should see my fucking Star Wars room. I, yeah, I like what we were just talking about. I might have a Boba Fett Pez dispenser. I probably got over two hundred things related to Darth mm-hmm. Vader. I have, bro. I made Faber fucking go half with me on five hundred dollars worth of toys because I had to have one fucking Darth Vader toy. Right. It was when he was on the uh, on the board getting fixed by the cho- the chopper droid. And uh, when they was putting his prosthetics on him and stuff, and he's like laying on the table screaming and shit, I made Faber spend 200 and something dollars on toys just so I could have that one toy. <laughs> yeah, Mike Faber, by the way, he was on an episode with us. Yeah, that was uh, I, that was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. I, t- I had to tell him, I was like, bro, loosen up. You seem like you were too... Uh, well, he was nervous a little yeah. bit, but I mean, I think like he, he, he fe- well. I felt like he was trying to be too nice, like he was afraid he was going to offend somebody I or know. something. It's like, dude... Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But I'm like the Fobs, most Virgo. Love you, doggy. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. I, I enjoyed the episode, like, bro. Shout out, bro. Um, 
was the May so, the Fourth. So right? yep, yeah, yeah, yeah it was the May the Fourth. Yep. We sh- ah, I wish we would have thought to have you and him. It was it was time. a good episode, bro. I listened uh, to it, enjoyed it. That would have been good. I had, I was listening to it like, oh, what? I want to say this. I wanted to say this, yeah, and then Nike that. Nike called in too. I was like, oh, damn it, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, next next year. Cool. We'll do it on yeah. the next uh, May the Fourth episode. I'll be here. We're trying to like. And if not, I'll hijack or... the show like Nike with a phone call. Yeah, we'll Hell call yeah. up people. Yeah, bring on a lot of different people from. Well, we'll start calling you for other shit too, though. Yeah, I'm I'm a full of useless useless knowledge. So okay. So that's what else about Darth Vader besides the merchandising? Why is he your number two? Just because it, it goes again to grab a beer. that. Um, transition of the character the evolution of the character it's not a stagnant person and i really lock it into the original three up to return of the jedi i mean that's where i where i look and that's you know as far as my life what was cemented star wars so just looking at those three movies how he progressed from being the bad guy to trying to bring into his son and then at the end ultimately kind of opened up to his son and kind of returned to it. So that evolution, that process, that, that redemption as well as the treachery along the road. And I think that dynamics in the character is what made him such a great villain. The villain of all villains, arguably very arguably. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. But I love him for the opposite reasons for the, everybody loves the original trilogy. However, the the prequels to me is what made him even more evil to me because you got to see him go from a good hearted person yeah. to doing all these terrible killing kids yeah, and all the Jedi yeah yeah you know what I mean so that's that's to me what cemented it like I said I was literally like pumping my fist like jumping up and down the whole time in the movie screaming like like literally like a little kid on Christmas every single time I seen that movie and I've that's the most movie I've most watched movie that i've ever seen and it's even safe to say i've probably seen that movie over a thousand times easily easily yeah i've seen sin city a lot i love sin city i've seen that movie a lot i watched it like every day like it was on repeat on my dvd player that's the same with revenge of the sith for me is when it came out on dvd like that's literally all i watched for probably a fucking year and a half yeah it was about a year, year and a half. And then I even then, I, I went to prison, and when I was in prison, they never showed Star Wars once the whole fucking time on none of the cheesy channels, nothing, bro. Remember when we were kids? I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. They used to show it every Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm. You guys remember this? Oh, yeah. Star Wars? Uh, yeah. 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 I don't I remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, but I remember it was one of the holidays, but I was a kid, and that's when I first like fell in love with Star Wars. So, uh, But they didn't. Like the whole time I was in prison, I kept waiting for that to happen, and it never fucking happened. And we didn't have Spike TV because oh, I show it all the time on Spike. It. You couldn't watch it. No, bro, Star dying. Wars. So when I got out, that was the first thing I did was bought all the box sets, and that's all I watched for fuck. It's just because you were like ever deprived. Yeah, I was like, Jones yeah, I was feeding, bro. You couldn't get books or anything. Yeah, the books I read, I read all. Oh, the books. Well, at least you could do that. Yeah, yeah at yeah. least you had that because then you can get. The novel versions of the movies too, yeah, which are really good. The Revenge of the Sith novel, holy so good. sheep shit, so good. Holy With, like, sheep shit, because it gets more into the behind like, the scenes. Well, not only that, but like it gets into Yoda's head on like who it gets into and, all their head. That's like, why it's why, so good. Yeah, why he sends each person to fight uh, each Sith, mm-hmm. and and uh, the stuff on uh, like, Sidious, the, the, like the behind the scenes stuff that he's doing. You see more yeah. of that. 
in the books. Yep. And then like Obi Wan, he's like, "Why are you sending me to go fight Anakin?" He's like, "I can't." Like, I, mm-hmm. and like Yoda gets more into why it has to be Obi Wan, and it's not because of anything like personal. He's like, "You, the way you fight, like your form, your defensive style is perfect. The perfect match to fight against Anakin." Anakin, which he had, which style did he use? Do you remember the styles? No. Um, but his was that super hyper aggressive, like heavy chops with a lot of strength behind him and the force. Um, and then Obi Wan is like that smoother defensive style. It's like uh, Xana and Darth Bane. Yeah. Yeah. Where he taught her to have like defense because she was ended. smaller. Yeah, yeah, she was super small, so he gave her a double-ended lightsaber like Darth Maul. So her she, whole thing was off defense and, and deflection, and she would keep it spinning to like keep it in motion to be able to like parry and like like move attacks to the side as mm-hmm. opposed to like blocking mm-hmm. all counters. Yeah, yeah. that those books are so good, so good. And okay. So we're down at the final three. Fucking Darth Bane, dude. He is on the list for me. What do we skip me? So uh, do, well, you got a cliff. You want to go next, or you want to be the last one because you I, got the. Yeah, you can be the, I'll go last. Yeah. But he, since we were already on Darth Bane, there you go. There he is, dude. That's that's my guy for my last pick. So, so. which one is he? I I have a hard time with the name. Darth sometimes. Bane was the one who established the rule of two. Yep. He, he was part of the uh, army of darkness with. Uh, they call each other the Brotherhood of Darkness, and the guy who ruled them was uh, Khan. Khan. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he was like the head, even though they were all supposed to be equal. But essentially, he lured all the Jedi into these caverns and did... I, I hate the name. I hate the name. It's so stupid. It's called the Thought Bomb. Like, they could have definitely thought of something better than that. But what it did was anybody who well was... in the focus groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It so basically it, was a, it was supposed to be like a final battle. Like, the Jedi finally had the Sith cornered on this world, and they were going to get them, win, but so and the Sith knew this. So their solution was, fuck everybody. And so they did, they meditated and ignited what was a thought bomb, and it killed everything Force-sensitive except Xana and, and Darth it, Bane. It doesn't only kill you, though. It sucks. Oh, it, it sucks your it soul sucks out your and soul you're like and tormented it, forever so, in this thing. Yeah, so like the force ghosts you see later, it pulls that into the thought bomb. So everything's stuck in this space. And not only that, but in a, like eternal agony. Yeah, yeah. And so, so and anything that comes near it can like feel it and mm-hmm. it's draining it's and a, sad and scary a, to them. And it's a force ne- nexus. And the, and the leader yeah. of the army of light which was the jedi army so this was a battle between the light and the dark and not they didn't just have jedi and sith hundreds of thousands of yep. sith and jedi and millions of, of infantry uh, yeah and mundane and, mundane yeah. people that just normal have. shooters just so fodder cannon fodder um the leader of the army of light was general hoth mm-hmm. and so you remember planet hoth the ice planet he won one of his battles there. The nexus that they create with the thought bomb is what changes the climate of that planet and turns it into an ice world. Huh. There are lots of planets like that in Star Wars where the either a Sith or a Jedi had done something extremely devastating to terraform it. Yeah. But back to Bane, he created the rule of two mm-hmm. um, 
because joining the army of darkness, he saw the hypocrisy. He's like, we are a fucking amalgam of the Jedi Order. We're like everything that we shouldn't be. He's like, we there's so many thousands of Sith. It was the infighting is what what was doing it in for him. Well, yes, that too. It's like you, the culture they had created by having so many Sith was that you would have the stronger master. And because of the way they ran thing, they encourage you to stay. It was literally like the United States political system. But yeah, you encourage your home. You had your elites and then you had uh, nobody and everybody else was pretty much in between fighting for space. It would encourage... The, the culture would encourage you to stab your friend in the back, and that's fine. But there was no, like, uh, reins on it. So, like, the You weak, had weaker, the weaker Sith would gang weak, up on stronger yeah, Sith. the weaker Sith would band together, kill the stronger, and that, in essence, weakens the Sith. Yeah. So his idea was, like, all the power of the dark side should be contained in the almighty master. And then he should have one apprentice... And the only time that the, or not master, but uh, there should be a, a dark a, a lord, mas- a master and an apprentice, right? So a master to hold the knowledge and an apprentice yep. to, and to you, crave you the have, knowledge. But you have to take it, like you have to take the throne. Yeah, and if you, there's no chance of you banding together with some weaker Sith, I mean, there is a little bit of like like the trying. But that was like like Xana. when they try to like recruit, Xana, when that, they try to recruit yeah. their apprentice and stuff like that. But it wasn't. Xana told her the do her recruit. It when I fight my master, you stay the fuck away. Yep. I do this. If I kill him, then you're my apprentice. If I don't kill him, then it's up to him what he exactly. decides to do with exactly. You. So like the only way, the it ensures it, that the the Sith only gets stronger over time yes. because you yes evolution the, the only to way only that you take powerful. it is by taking it and if you don't fuck you bitch and i get a new apprentice yep and la di da but like also you can have acolytes which was is what Darth Maul was he was never intended but you can't have that that was manipulations through Sidious that, well Sidious yeah pushed uh, Sidious manipulated the whole but system, but he, he but it's because he knew the end game that he was going to be that. But look through the line of the 30 Sith from Bane to Palpatine, and you'll see that a lot of them did like unconventional shit that didn't line up necessarily with... But they what, weren't taking like multiple apprentices. Not that I could think of. I can't remember any that did that. Cognis, Millennial. I can't. I can't think. I of can't any remember the, any that did that. But it's not apprentices. Those are acolytes that do. They're uh, like Darth Maul was a basically an assassin. Like he was never like supposed to be what Darth Vader was, yeah. or he was never intended to take up like the mantle of you know Sith Lord. He, he was, was always supposed to be the badass PR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guy that handled the dirty work. But at the same time, like I said, they corrupted it by that point to where Darth Sidious never taught any of his apprentices about the rule of two. He, Vader? He didn't teach him about the rule of two. Well, you don't know. I mean, it's been... Didn't, like, there's Vader was time. literally the lapdog the entire time. There was never any desire yeah, you, to take you could over. Totally, yeah, I agree. You could totally say that Vader was the same as Darth Maul. And I think, but it's, be- through, I the, think it's through the master's teaching. Palpatine didn't teach him that because he killed his master so he could become the most powerful. Oh, the only most powerful. He didn't do it to. Who, 
Palpatine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, I agree with you. I'm saying I think maybe Vader was always equivalent to like Darth Maul and Palpatine. So it's like he oh yeah never, yeah and Palpatine's eyes and for Palpatine sure. wanted to live forever and rule the Sith forever mm-hmm. and the galaxy. Mm-hmm. So he he's like ultimately he was their downfall because he corrupted it. And you think if he would have taught Anakin to overtake him, how powerful Anakin would have became? Yeah, yeah. Well, and he doesn't want that. My new apprentice will become more powerful than either of us. And then th- that kind of fucks it up too, because like in the new shit, he's wanting to pass it on to Ray. Yeah, see, but that's another J.J. Abrams thing. <clears throat> yeah, that's like that's where those movies kill it for me. A the little story bit. they ruined the whole story, bro. Yeah, they sucks. ruined the whole story. It the sucks. visual and shit was amazing. Re- Rogue okay, One so was did, awesome, but the did you trilogy. read um the stuff with Darth Kytus? Yeah. Jason Solo. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's... What is it called? He was uh, the better version of Kylo Ren. So, no, oh, dude, he was... You can't even compare. And his sister was the better version of Rey. He was a force adept. He had traveled around the galaxy and learned from other force-using groups that did not use the force like uh, the Sith and the Jedi. That's and got where, chopped in half by his sister. That's where they... That was dope. <laughs> that's where... Um. So he learned how to like flow walk. He could walk through time like as a shadow and like, you know what I mean? Like not influence events, but he could be there and witness it. Like so we could force. astral project. Yes. Well, through time. View. He's a time voyeur. Yeah. It was sick. Yeah. Yeah. He was Jason Solo was super tight. And he was crazy powerful and also they shit on our boy uh luke he was so fucking gangster in the eu yeah like what the fuck that guy was incredible in the like so as powerful as jason was uh luke walks in at one point and just like jason sitting in his like uh command chair and he just holds him there and remember he crushes Mm -hmm. the chair Mm -hmm. like into the ground and jason's like trying to fight him with the force and he just cannot like well, Luke, jason and jason and jana saved luke when he was in a coma when true. they was when they was toddlers true well the whole reason jason was the way he was that would have been another great guy to put on the list yeah so honorable mention again is jason solo darth kytus uh he is. See, we could do a whole list just uh, on Star yeah. Wars villains. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, he might be my favorite Star Wars villain, honestly. Mm. Darth Vader, Darth Bane. <clears throat> because there's a point when he uses that flow walking and he walks with Darth Vader as he goes through the dar- and executes Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. He's killing. Mm-hmm. He watches him kill like, kids. Mer- yeah, and but. By the end, he he does it so he can see what his de- his grandpa's motivations were to turning to the dark side, and then to compare him to his own. And he wanted to make sure that he was turning to the dark for the right reasons. It was like a weird, but like that's what makes him a great villain is like his crazy way of convincing himself into turning to the dark yeah he was just the better version of kylo ren honestly kylo ren was like the great value version yeah yeah he was like the dollar general yeah 
the Wish version. Yep. All right. We're so, all right. So next, next? next one, and then O'Shea will wrap it up. It's kind of an easy one, but the Joker. Okay. Got to be one of the best villains ever. Just yeah. as things we've talked about before, he's got that maniacal and so many different variations, and each variation yeah. has its own merit within the comic books from like Killing Joke to um, The Killing Joke. Such such a great book or Death in the Flash, Family. Flashpoint Paradox. Oh yeah, I haven't got to that. That's in my queue. Is the bro? Flash that's my series. that's my favorite. Even, that's my favorite. Or even him kicking off the events of Injustice. Mm-hmm. It's like him tricking Superman into killing Lois Lane, and then in turn into killing him, like killing the Joker, killing himself. Like he got the Superman to cross those lines and become a villain himself. Mm-hmm. And again, it makes Batman. As we've said before, you can't have Batman without the Joker at least some point in time. Exactly. And even in some, like like in Gotham, I haven't finished watching it, but he was a character that just kind of wasn't really the Joker, but then all of a sudden had all these imitators doing the same thing. And this like maniacal thing just kind of bubbled up from the surface that were these many different forms of Joker. It never really called it that. And I think that was pretty early on in, in the Gotham show, but well, either, so also, many, you know, just lunacy and, and just that relatability or even like um, it moves the political discussion a little too. Well, and how you know? many other, you know, stories have tried to emulate that or recreate the joker in some way like carnage you could say is is, is, a, is like an extreme version of carnage or uh the joker although the joker often has a little bit more depending on the story a little more nuance to it as far as the depth there's usually some sort of carnage often is just straight up just carnage you know, killing just for the blood and the gore of it. Well, and but the Joker, sometimes the Joker would totally do that too. I so, mean, there's some stories. Yeah. yeah, he would totally just kill for the fun of it. You know, and, and that's what I mean. Is like those chaos characters, mm-hmm. the ones that just thrive on agents of chaos. Yes, exactly. They just and you said something about uh, organized chaos, mm-hmm. which is funny. Is like. They these characters do need uh organization. Like uh take for example the Joker in uh the Batman trilogy, the Christian Bale one, the Dark Knight. Um, he claims to be the agent of chaos and all this and all that, but then he is making these crazy convoluted plans to execute and get like what he and get what he wants in the end. So it's like uh I just think that's interesting is that like these are like dudes that want chaos, but they're hyper good at uh, organizing and creating the chaos in an organized way. Or a plan to create such chaos takes such yeah, it takes maniacal such, attention to detail. Yeah. And planning, which is like what you don't like what they're fighting against is like the plan. Like they want chaos. This made me laugh. I just thought of Butters from South Park. Me? No, we were just talking about all the chaos, Professor Chaos. Oh. <laughs> chaos. Yeah. That should have been on the list. Yeah, honorable Hon- mention. Yeah, honorable mention, <laughs> Professor Chaos. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Hey, what was his little buddy's name? Uh, uh, the dude that, the little... I can only picture the thing on his head. The little redhead guy? Yeah, with the glasses. Yep. Fuck. What? Uh, 
God damn it. Okay, well, he's not on the list. Fuck him. But Professor it was, K. It was a cool pun name. <laughs> um. All right, well. Oh, he's looking it up. No? No, I was. Uh, my, uh. My my last pick? Okay. Yeah. yeah my ahead. last pick was my favorite my favorite like eloquent gentleman villain is Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. Oh, dude. Okay, you are picking some good ones. Yeah, bro. Just every was time Was that the bombshell? That was the one yeah, you that's were my like last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a great one. Hans Landa, he's my he's my guy. He uh he he's the one who makes you don't agree with a fucking thing, not one thing he, he does. Yeah, it's just so amazing to watch him do it. You know yeah, what I mean? He's you cannot help but ex- like uh respect his like dude's his clearly intelligence, Yeah, he's bro. so smart. His like, intelligence yeah, exactly. is insane. How he tricks everybody into finding out, into telling on themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? How he's antagonizing them dudes. He knows that they're fucking American soldiers, but he's making them speak Italian to them and shit like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. all Almost, that everything. very Loki. Oh, I love, yeah, but man, Loki wishes he was was like fucking Hans Landa. If, a, if Loki was written by Tarantino, yes. He's definitely that silver-tongued manipulator that yes. can just like move people like chess pieces. Yes. You know what I mean? He could totally just... When he's toying with Shoshana yeah, in, the, in the thing, he yeah, says... Uh, he knows exactly who she is. He in, orders her a yeah. thing with milk. Yeah. Well, you got a question. Does he know who she is at that point? Uh, I I can't remember what I watched, so I'd hate to just talk out of my ass. But I watched a thing where it was like a Vice. Uh, you ever watch Vice on YouTube? They have no. like literal like breakdowns. They'll have like psychiatrist breakdown oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Joker yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Someone someone broke him down and uh, but it was a tw- Tarantino film. Like I watched one uh, where they I forget the name of the YouTube channel. I wish I could remember, but. Uh, he they did him in a in an episode, and then they did like uh, if you've seen, there will be blood. Yes, and is that the one the oil over oil? It was like uh yeah the evil with like um it it just went over like what made each of those characters like mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vice he, does that. Yeah, same deal. I forgot where I was going. Analyzing evil. Is, yeah, I think that's what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, I've watched I think that. that is it. I've watched that. It was pretty good. I live on YouTube, bro. I got like, if you look at my YouTube, I'm like 67 hours a week. You got a channel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, plug it. Okay. Uh, uh, it's just O's from the Ghosts. It's, it's got uh, my podcast when I used to do uh, Noise from Nowhere, which was based around the local hip hop scene, essentially. And uh, it was really good. We had Nike and we had everybody on it that was from here. So, uh just Oach from the Ghost on YouTube. That's that's my channel. It's all my music videos. It's all my podcasts. Uh, everything that I do in entertainment wise. So. Oh yeah. Um. So is that your favorite Tarantino movie? Yes, that's that's my number three favorite movie. My top three favorite movies: Revenge of the Sith, Fight Club, and Inglorious Bastards. Top Why, three of all okay, time. Okay, so why is that your favorite? Tarantino. Yeah. I've Just always, out of Tarantino's I, it's, list. It's, it's because. Uh, honestly, it's because of Hans Landa. It really is. It's just because of the. the so would so would Django be like right next? to No, that? no, no. You it's, don't like it's Django because the intelligence Christopher and the layers. Waltz. Yeah, it's, Christopher Waltz is amazing, but it's the layers of the of the sneakiness of his character. It's not just specifically Christoph Waltz, who is amazing, one of my favorite yeah, he's actors ever. Such an amazing actor he is, bro. He's. I think he speaks like six languages, bro, fluently. He's 
such a good actor. Fluently. He was, remember, he was the villain in uh, Green Hornet, the shitty Green Hornet. Was he? Yeah, he was the Russian bad guy. Are you fucking kidding? The no. Seth Green movie? Yeah. That was like, I forget if I even liked that movie or it not. It was pretty terrible, but I mean, I watched it. It was, it had some cool fight scenes I and cannot, shit. But... Dude, now I want to watch it just to see him in it. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's the bad guy. But yeah, he's Christoph Waltz is amazing. But just the character of Hans Landa, really, I love Inglorious Bastards just because you know the the snarkiness of it and the badassness of it and the grittiness of it. It's a great but movie. The mental I aspects. Seen it the whole way through. I've Any, only seen bits and pieces. Anything with uh, the you know the the mental aspect to it is my. I love American Psycho. I love A Clockwork Orange because it's got that you know the demented make you think thriller aspect. Requiem for a Dream. I've never seen it. It's a good one if you want to watch a death of a dream. That's a fucking oh. crazy movie. Ha- a heroin movie. It's like a fever dream is what that damn movie is. So, I mean, Requiem Mass is a funeral. So it's a funeral for a dream is the literal it's, direct translation. Or a, isn't it Requiem of a dream? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think it's of a dream. There's a show on YouTube. It's called Requiem, Requiem of an American Dream, and it will make you depressed as fuck about yeah, finances so well, this, and your plot in life in America. Okay, well, this will <laughs> make you feel depressed about drugs. And just like, dude, it is a fucked up movie. You should check it out, though. I don't like drug movies. Yeah, it, then don't watch it. It's fucking the worst drug or tra- movie. It's a tragedy. That's, Spun was terrible. That, yeah, okay, so if you don't like Spun, do not watch this one. Yeah, no. It's a fucking lunatic... Like, I'm telling you, it's like a fever dream. Agreed? Sure. Like, when the ladies cra- all I fucked mean, up on the, the diet pills and, like, the fridge is coming after and shit. Like, it's a fucking... That movie is fucked. I don't like it. Oh, I like I like uh, Fear and Loathing, but that's different. That's, yeah, that's, that's different. Yeah. You have to like that. I love Fear if and Loathing. I just literally just watched it last night. You don't night. like Train Trauma. Spotting. Train Spotting is a good scene. That. Is that it, the Bill Murray movie? No, no, that's where the Buffalo room. That's um, yeah, uh, same guy who did, who's Obi Wan now. Um, like, Ewan McGregor. Yes, Ewan McGregor, yeah. early, young. Him like, and all his homies are heroin addicts. Yep, I, I've seen it, but oh, haven't seen is it. Is that the Robert Downey Jr. one where he dies at the end? No, I don't think so. What the fuck is it's that? Like one? A, it's an English movie. Oh, there's one with Robert Robert Downey Jr. The where opening he, like, scene, he jumps into a toilet. The gross, the grossest toilet in Scotland, I think. And he jumps into it, and it shows him kind of burrowing and just jumping, like oh, crawling into it. Oh, because he's fucking thinks he is. Because he he shot his uh, heroin suppository into the lavatory and had to retrieve it. Nice. Yeah. That's gross. Yes. Anyway, that sets what's the your... stage for the whole movie? <laughs> you know, a movie that just came when you said that, The Gentleman. Have you seen The Gentleman? Opening, uh, I've been meaning scene, to watch it. Opening scene. It, it's amazing, bro. That whole movie is awesome. What I don't like is how. Matthew McConaughey uh, talks in the movie. He's still himself, but he's, he, they're in England, so he's trying to be like more, you know, proper. That's his role in the movie, but uh, but the movie is amazing. Who uh, is the boxing trainer? I can't. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, he is great, bro. Have it, I, I I literally bought a plaid champion sweatsuit because of that fucking movie he though. rocks that shit dude. bro his whole crew his whole crew <laughs> dude those uh who made that what who um i'm not sure it's a miramax movie but i'm not sure well, it's the same dude that made like uh lock stock and two smoking barrels is it shit. yeah okay who was that I have can no you idea. look it up bill maybe uh it's called the gentleman who the gentleman. made who wrote and directed that 
Have you seen? And I uh, think it's the same dude that did like Reservoir Dogs and no, or, Reservoir Dogs was Tarantino. Yeah. No, oh no, 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 not Reservoir Dogs. Uh, what's the Boondock Saints? Nineteen twenty nineteen. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I thought it was newer than that. Guy Ritchie. There you go. Lock, stock, two smoking barrels and uh, snatch. I love snatch. Have you seen uh, Lucky Number Eleven? Mm, no. It's similar to uh, to those. So. It's the like the but those the crazy are all, plot those, twist at the end. Those are all Guy Ritchie p- films, though, is like uh, snatch and lock, stock. Yeah, I like those movies. And he's like the English Tarantino. Yeah. It's interesting. You got like similar taste in movies. Is me like all that shit is like all shit that I love. I mean, I'm not, I can't, I can't do action bang bang them up. I can't, like, you know, the tr- classic, you know, action movies. I can't do it. It's one gotta be, favorite, it's gotta be something to make me think. One of my favorite movie shootouts is from Inglorious Bastards. The part, oh, in the, the yeah, scene in the in basement, the bar, yeah, and like it plays out like a gunfight really would. I don't it's know like, about all that. Well, but maybe it was not. Amazing. That was like to the extreme. Yeah. But I mean, like the quick, see, but bro, like the mental the quick, element of just that scene alone, the quickness of the, you got the fucking Gestapo officer that recognizes dialects, and you know, it was because of the way she said he said three. But he, rec- bro, he was reading a book in the opposite end of the yeah. cavern, and her dudes, his dialect yeah. was fucked up. Yeah. And so another smart character that. And that's what's like great about Tarantino movies is he can make a complex character that only is there for like he what I like feel a, like Kevin Smith would be as good as Tarantino if he didn't try to put too much on it because they both have a lot of dialogue and elaborate dialogue, but I think Kevin Smith just goes the one extra the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't think you can put Kevin Smith in the same category. That's why I'm not, is because yeah, Kevin Smith overdoes it. Well, and he he's faded in the greatness of his movies over time. Tarantino has gotten better. Mm, I think he stayed pretty consistent, bro. I, I feel like he's like, the, no. you know when you watch your heart beat on the thing? That, that new Jay and Silent Bob movie was trash. trash. Oh, the, the reboot? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that they kept clarifying the whole movie that it was a reboot. I hope Clerks 3 is not. That would make me want to cry. See, because that was the amazing thing about Clerks, though, is the dialogue. Well, yeah. Well, Clerks and Clerks 2 both are great movies. Clerks 1 had terrible acting. Yeah. Oh, it's a shit movie. It's a shit movie, but it's so good. But it's the the, dialogue, the points that they make, the things that they bring up that's like, you know, so relatable. It. Try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot. You know, every dude. It's real. You know, it's real is what it is. It, it's like it, them at work reminds you of your you and your homies at work. Or the you dude know? you don't like or, you yeah, know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. The, the motherfuckers that are always in the way or annoying. And yeah, I think Kevin Smith lost that out of his movies is like the relatability. And like uh, those early movies, mall rats and shit. And like, just like you said, the dialogue. The I'm hitting the fucking mic stand. Uh, the dialogue, and I think that's what carries those movies. Honestly. It is. It is. So when the dialogue gets shitty, then yeah. the movie gets shitty. But, so like, uh, what's the movie? The Tarantino movie, Hateful Eight. 
Don't like it. I love that movie. Nope. The whole scene where he's marching the general out in the snow to suck his dick. Nope. <laughs> I love that nope. movie. You lost me. That nope. shit's funny. It ruined, Why? It ruined the whole Is fucking movie for me. Is it about the sucking dick? Bro, okay. If that's your thing. Is it about the sucking dick thing? It's about the description, dog. Like, like too much? Yeah. Okay. No one wants to hear. I don't want to hear that. Fair enough. No, if some but- dude was sitting here telling me that, I'd be like, bro, I don't need to know that. <laughs> You know what I mean? And so I'm not going to willingly do it as entertainment. Even if it was Samuel L. Jackson. No, especially, no, especially with Samuel L. Okay. I've never watched that movie twice. I've watched the super extended version where it was like, they did it in episodes on Hulu. (laughs) It's super long, like four hours. (laughs) Have you watched the extended version in Justice League? Yeah. I haven't. Faber told me I need to. It's good. It's good. I can't, oh man, like the, the gen, or not the gentleman, what's the Irishman? That was three hours or two and a half hours or yeah. something. Holy shit. I felt like that was the longest movie I ever watched, even though it's not, but it felt like it just because it, and it even it's stayed pretty, it stayed pretty, you know, no, action was a in lot it. Of a- long shots. I mean, yeah, it was Martin Scorsese, but oh. so instead of. Like the guy gets in the car, cut shot, goes into the room. You gotta watch him dead. He's driving down the highway. He's making the turn. I mean, very old school kind of like Orson Welles old school kind of rosebuds uh, style. Uh, So he's all artsy fartsy about it. And he there's a lot of stuff that could have been easily lost in the cutting room floor that wasn't. Yeah. 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 Or stuff that who knows what was lost that they left other shit into. But I liked the movie for good entertainment games. purpose. But knowing as much as I do about the mafia, I could start a whole podcast on the mafia of all the shit that I know about them. Like, and but, they did a lot of like face aging and stuff too. A lot of oh cool. man, me and my brother die laughing every time where he goes and beats up the store clerk. Oh my goodness, this old old ass De Niro trying to like beat a dude up. Oh my, it's the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> it's the funniest shit, and he stomps on his hand all. <laughs> remind me of my grandpa oh my god <laughs> you're like you gotta pretend like yeah oh, yeah wow, that's exactly oh, how it was bro it was it was too much like but is that it all? was a good movie for entertainment for sure that's fucking funny all right bill you got one last no that was that okay. was joker oh, joker okay. darth vader and spider venom so we all got everything huh so that was that was it so any more honorable mentions no no, those are those are my favorites. Uh, uh, well, yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Damn it, American Psycho. What's his name? Oh fuck, uh, Patrick Bateman. Bateman. Yep, yep. He's one of my all time favorites. The guy from Clockwork Orange. One of my all time favorites. I hate that movie. I love that movie. I love that movie, bro. I can't. It's so fucked up, but I love it. I can't stand it. Along with the uh... see, but they, that's what Samuel L. They did. They did what he did, but in an artsy way. You yeah. know what I mean? I could watch. No one wants to watch a rape scene or nothing like that. However, That's the the art what... aspect of it makes it, bro. How is that different than a dude making another dude? Okay, no, I said that. Come pro- on, bro. Okay, fair That's enough. That's not only that, made you I just thought it was designed that, to make yeah, you feel it made uncomfortable. You feel, yeah, yeah. It was supposed okay. to make you feel uncomfortable. That but was the whole point. And you don't think that Sam Jackson describing and. In excruciating details. I think that was just Tarantino having too much fun. Yeah, that's him trying to make you uncomfortable, though. But I think that was just him having too much fun, bro. Uh, I think that was him putting a chair on. He does it as a joke. I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like 
it's supposed to be a punchline. Okay, you, it, but I bet you, okay, I wonder, okay, I see what you're saying. Even you said it, so you were like, you laugh, you, it made it takes, you laugh. It takes too long to get to the end of the joke, though, is what you're saying. It's like my little sister when she tells a story, bro. I was like, fuck, is there a point to this? Let's go, <laughs> yeah. come on. Are we gonna, yeah. you know, <laughs> I got shit to do. Yeah, like, like I get week. it. Let's, come on, I don't need to know the middle stuff. Let's get to the, you know. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? I know this dude, and I'm not going to say his name. My little uh, sister's the worst. I love you, Morgan. She knows it. Every, this is like this a dude joke. will tell you what color this a person's shirt was and like what he ate for breakfast. And you're just like, fuck sake, can we get to the end of this shit? Like, I got so much shit to do today, motherfucker. So where were you at, Bill? About that time. It's about that time? All right. Yep. Close. Make sure to... Uh, Check out thecomiczone.com. We got links to subscribe to everything there and mm-hmm. social medias and all that. And the uh, anti-social media pages are all links to all that stuff there. Yeah. So we're on uh Twitter or not on Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter. Are we? Yeah. Oh Jesus. Um we're on all the stuff. Bill's got us a YouTube page up. And also we're on TikTok now. So follow the comics or is it at Comic Zone? Just go to the web, go to the comiczone.com and follow the links. Yep. But that's not go. on the website yet. It is. It's not. It'll be there. Okay. Oh. Look how aggressive he was about that. He, he knows. He's, he gave me like yeah. the I'm like, the I'm the puppeteer. Um wait, where's my camera? You can find me on everything. I'm on my music's on every streaming service. My uh podcast or on YouTube. Um Osh from the Ghost, oh. right? That's what yeah, at, it's either at Osh from the Ghost or Twitter is Osh from Casper. I was going to ask you, and like, so you had the po- the podcast going. Any plans? Any plans? Absolutely. On, yeah. Uh, that back off. So I the the reason I haven't started another podcast, the reason why I quit the podcast was the dynamic that we originally installed died out. You know that that fizzle died out i think we made it 20 episodes they're amazing what dynamic are you talking me about? and i used to co-host it and just oh yeah 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 so, i got you so that whatever you, you was lost there, your co-host yeah no i just whatever me and him had was just gone so yeah, anyway that's you. a long story so yeah, yeah, yeah but yes i i just haven't chosen because like i could talk about anything like literally any topic and i'm I can just talk. So I haven't chosen what I want to focus on the platform on. No, you know, like, or you want to be more comic zone and we talk about all kinds of random shit. There's still a base. Yeah. So I don't so want to be chose. more general. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I want to, you know, Joe Rogan ish. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is interesting that more people don't like try to copy that format. That's I don't think I mean, that's because a copyable it's, format, bro. Joe Rogan. I know he though. is what he is. You, you could yeah, I could go in a whole episode why you should not. Yeah. I, I and the reason is because why, East, though? Because that's that's like trying to say, Oh, I want to recreate the original Star Wars. Yeah. True. You well, can't the and thing. there's no point in doing it no, because okay, I agree with but that. But right now thing it's about all Joe about Rogan being is specialized. Joe Rogan can get any guest from any walk of life. Any that specializes in it, and so he can get peak interest from. Yeah, and, and the biggest know. thing is he doesn't. It doesn't matter. He just has to publish. He's already getting paid. Okay, okay mm-hmm. but this hasn't always been the case. Like he started out just like me and you. You know what I'm saying? He started from like recording in his basement with a webcam mm-hmm. and shitty mics 
and a video camera and, walking and talking around. to his fucking buddies about nothing at all. Dog, side note, did you know Eddie Bravo is a fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt? Of course, yeah, that's why Eddie Bravo is famous. I didn't that's know that what, at all. That's why Eddie... I thought he was just Joe Rogan's friend. No, Eddie invented uh, a lot of, like, okay, so no gi, oh my god, I, we could do a whole podcast on this. I it's cannot like, so stand maybe, Eddie Bravo because so, so I don't like extreme conspiracy theorists, but I just found that out, so no, I have a whole different He's crazy when it. it comes to that, but like he is like in, hyper-intelligent and like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get that. Mm-hmm. and like yeah, I, have, I know lots of paranoid. So that makes him not... He's not paranoid. Bro. He, but that makes him crazy good at jujitsu, like his hyper-attention to like... Yeah. And But so he's invented... So have you seen the move The Twister? Mm-mm. Uh, there's a couple instances where dudes have been caught in it in the UFC and it's like a full, like torques your fucking whole body and spine, like fucked up move. It tw- literally twists after you know, the bottom half of your body and the top half. And, but so Eddie Bravo is actually a super prominent person in jujitsu period. Yeah, no, I just found that out. I literally just learned that. The dude's a fucking genius. Who was I was listening to Michael Jai White, and that's what Michael Jai White's like. Literally, oh, my, yeah, he's, he's praising legit. him, bro. He is fucking legit too. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Michael Jai White, he was praising Joe and, Rogan uh, and Eddie you, Bravo, bro. We should have talked arts. about that with Raiden. It's like dudes that uh, do legit martial arts and movies, and Michael Jai White is like the most legit. Of like, bro, watch him on Vlad. Fucking martial artist. Watch his interviews on DJ Vlad. He's a regular guest on Vlad. Oh yeah, Vlad's interesting. I love Vlad, bro. Vlad, Vlad solved the Tupac murder, dog. Yeah, yeah. We know who killed Tupac because of DJ Vlad. I mean, people in Compton and in the gangs and all that shit. They all knew, but the public now we know Mm. because of DJ Vlad. Okay, I want to hear this. I'll send you links, bro. Do it. The, the the investigating uh, officer in L.A., Greg Kading, a dude from Death Row named Mob James, who was one of Suge Knight's best friends, uh, all the outlaws, Tupac's best friends. Um, the, this is where the bombshell of we found out who did it was uh, one of the dudes who was in the car, his name was Keefy D., uh, got caught on PCP shit, and they're like, bro, we, we know you was in the car with the Tupac shit. Like every single person knows this. We just yeah. Need... Weren't the cops in on like no covering this shit nope, up? Nope, no, nope, nope. So anyway, listen. So fucking uh, homeboy was caught for PCP, and so to get out of that, they gave him immunity to tell what he knew about the Tupac murder, and fucking told the whole entire story that corroborated every eyewitness account. Okay, where does Suge fall into this? Nothing. Nothing. Nowhere. What? No. Really? Yeah. So that was like the big thing is people want the conspiracy to put, theory wanted, wanted everybody wanted Shug to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Really? No. It was Orlando Brown, the dude they jumped in the casino. Oh. Uh, Orlando. So it's like not, not even that big. It's just like. It's gang retaliation. Yeah, it's just dumb shit. Literally gang retaliation is it's all always it was. just some dumb shit. And like, you know, and like, and Shug is such a fuck. Speaking of villains, that dude's about as shitty as it gets, right? So I've heard good, both. I've heard the people that down, like, like Snoop Dogg, perfect example. Snoop like, Dogg shit on him for years, but now that they're older, he's like, look, Shug did a lot of sh- shitty shit, but you know, he we also all did, doing fucking. Gangsta. He said he made me Snoop Dogg a multimillionaire. What am I doing for people? That wouldn't be done without Shug Knight. He made all these dudes who was from the streets and was going to go to prison or die gangbanging into multimillionaires to have a second chance. Okay, send it off on this Suge Knight hero villain you asking me yeah okay uh I'm gonna say both 
Oh. I don't okay, even know. So, so he was the hero that lived long enough to become He's in prison. The villain. Yeah. He ran a dude over with a car. Yeah, he's he's gonna die. Have you seen that video? What? I won't watch those kind of You've shit. You've uh, oh, I don't like watching people getting actually hurt. I do. I'm kind of messed up like that. I mean, if it's organized like boxing, why are you shaking or, your head? No, I've seen some fucked up shit. My no, brother, I've yeah. seen some really fucked up shit. Yeah, no, I'm good. Anyway, follow the Comic Zone wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Google. I apparently we're on Audible too. I didn't know that. We're everywhere. And uh, at Comic Zone Podcast on Twitter. Or not Twitter. Why do we keep saying that? TikTok. And thecomiczone.com. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We really appreciate you. Love it. Peace.